<laughs> All right, five, four, three, two. Hello there, and welcome to the very first episode of the Ready or Not podcast. Yay! Where we talk about the things you might be ready to hear. Or not. I'm your host, Ruthie Chapetta. And I'm Noemi Meyer. Welcome to the silent room. Uh-huh. Hi! <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up? How's oh it going? God. Episode one. You I know, know. It, we filmed so many episodes like before because we didn't film them in order. It feels weird filming episode I know, one now. I know. Because I feel like we already got this podcast thing down pat. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but hey guys. Hi. We are the Ready or Not podcast. Yeah. I hope one you One of that. the Ready or Not podcasts, well, I think. We are the podcast. Yes. Yes. And just in case. <laughs> Follow our Instagram at ready or not underscore podcast underscore. We have a very cute picture with cow print. Um, so that's how you know it's us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the podcast itself, um, yeah. this is our brain baby. It's our brain baby. Mm-hmm. We've been thinking about it for so long. A lot longer than we've actually been working on it. <laughs> um, but kind of, we always, we liked having hard conversations and rough yeah. conversations yeah. and talking about things that people Not don't Not only talk hard about. conversations, but also open conversations. Exactly. And yeah. like good things and ways to build. And um, we do IB. <laughs> <sighs> IB. Um, but one of the requirements, you have to have a cast project, which is just something that you put hours in and, yeah. you know, and this is ours. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we want. But to not do only we love. is it a cast project yeah. it's also our baby I, that's <laughs> so what that's nice, that was the first thing i called it. <laughs> i know i know be nice please please don't be mean <laughs> we're sensitive <laughs> um so yeah we're sensitive i'm ruthie um this is noemi yeah we are um certified uh idiots pretty much yeah <laughs> we share a brain cell um <laughs> but on the odd occasion where we do have our separate ones we produce stuff like this yeah and this is we put in a lot of work to it yeah and we've both gone through wild experiences in life and wildly Mm -hmm. different experiences in life and um we are a duo who yeah love to talk a lot like wow it takes a lot to stop me just prepare yourself now it takes a lot to stop me when i get going (laughs) And so we just thought that this podcast would be an opportunity for people to have similar conversations or other, because that's what it's about mm-hmm. to us. And um, start that conversation. Because yeah, we exactly. are we are we live in Arusha right now in Tanzania. Um and I'm Tanzanian, Noemi's technically Kenyan, but I, we both classify her as Tanzanian because she's been here her whole life. Yeah. Um, and the culture here is a lot of things aren't really talked about. Yeah. And, it's not very open. Yeah. And that's harmful. It does more harm than good. Yeah. And we decided that in our own way, we could contribute. Um, so 10 episodes are coming out, as you should know if you are already following our, pod- our Instagram, um, which you should be. Um, <laughs> and each episode is a different topic mm-hmm. where we will kind of break... Hard to talk about topics, generally, honestly. Yeah. Just things that aren't really talked about. And we talk about them, and we start a conversation, and yeah. we give you tools to start conversations. Um, wink, wink, get excited. Um, there is a little <laughs> surprise coming in there for you guys. <laughs> I can't um, wait. I honestly can't wait yeah. for the surprise. <laughs> it's, you guys should love it. Um, and we co- we're all kinds of stuff. Um, the, we have our episode five, which is mental illness and mental health. Episode six, food and how we see it. And then we also have episode 10, cults. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? Because why That's not? fascinating. Cults are fascinating. Yeah. Tune into episode 10. Don't just watch episode one and episode 10. Watch the rest because they're also really good. Yeah. Um, we put hard work into these guys. Yeah. And we really hope you appreciate them the, the way that we do. Because um, like we said, it is our baby. <laughs> As we mentioned once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes. Episode one. Femininity. Femininity. <laughs> this is... Oh, it's so wide. It's so... Intense. It's such an open topic because there's yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. There's so much. Yeah. And there's we're definitely the patriarchy. Doing, there's yeah. our own, like, female experience, you know. Yeah. There's... The physicality of it. Like, yeah. physically having... A uterus. There's the social pressures. There is so much. There's stereotypes. All of which we hope to cover. Um, (laughs) But we only have about 50 minutes. (laughs) So we might not do a great job, but... um, Who knows? Maybe a part two. Exactly. Who knows? Maybe a part two. And um, 
if there's anything we've really missed, uh, it's in the description. Also below, we have our resource bank. There will be mm-hmm. one for every episode, and it's just cool things that we saw online that relate to this, and uh, yeah. or it's something that we saw while researching. There's quite a few for this episode because I really fell down this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we implore you to check them out because we yeah. wouldn't put them down there if we didn't think they were going to be great. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yes, I feel like when we're talking, we're starting about femininity, and mm-hmm. we recorded two episodes today. This is our second. Yeah. Um, but in their last episode, which is episode three, authenticity in teenage life, tune in for that one. Um, Noemi started telling us the story <laughs> of her first period. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's a great way to jump into femininity. Honestly, yeah. Not that um, periods define what femininity is, but is of a course, large part yeah. of femininity. Yeah. Um, the idea that once a month we bleed from our vaginas. Haha. <laughs> so. Take it away. I'd like to tell my first period story as well. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was an insane experience. I was... So, my mom was not with me. (laughs) I was with my grandma, who hadn't menstruated in 50 years. (laughs) So, things have changed. (laughs) Um, So, it was like this contrast between someone who didn't know anything, Uh someone who had a lot of experience, but it was like outdated. Inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And I noticed a little brown patch in my underwear. And I was like, hmm, is this what I think it is? Because <laughs> I had been prepared, luckily. I wasn't the type to, like, freak out and never hear what this was mm-hmm. and be panicked. Mm-hmm. So I was grateful for that. Um, <laughs> but I had some misinformation. <laughs> So, you know how there's a difference between pads and panty liners? <laughs> Noemi Meyer. I know. I thought a panty liner was a pad, so I used that. And an hour later, I bled through, and I was like, aren't these supposed to work? <laughs> what the fuck is this? I know. And I was so emotional. I was so emotional. It was my first time. I had I didn't stop crying for a solid three hours. And then I called my mom. I told her what's happening. I was still crying as I was calling her. <laughs> mom, I don't like it here. <laughs> um, and she talked to me, explained everything to me, told my grandma because I did asso- I did have some shame associated with my period. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really want to talk about it. And Oof, femphobia. Yeah. We're going to talk about that soon as well. Also, the shame women experience is insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, the fact that a 13-year-old girl is uncomfortable to talk about her period is insane to me. Femphobia. It's so interesting. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, that's probably going to be the next thing. <laughs> uh-huh. And so she spoke to my grandma. I got my pad. I got all situated. Then I had my second period. You got all period. situated? Yeah, I did. Was, from then on, it was fine. Okay. Kept on crying. But only <laughs> Hasn't <'cause>, stopped. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> that's oh. how you know she's on her period. She just... <laughs> One time she cried because there were baby birds, like, washing themselves in a sprinkler. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. It was so good. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so... There's there's nothing wrong with crying a lot on your period. Of course not. It's fine. Your your body's doing so much during your period. But, like, hers is insane. (laughs) Hers is insane. Uh Uh-huh. And so, for the next two periods, every time I saw that... God darn brown spot. (laughs) I cried and I cried and I cried. (laughs) I really believe that. (laughs) You guys are going to keep watching these episodes and you're going to believe it too. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, that was my first period. Huh. I know. Okay, well, my first period wasn't as eventful. (laughs) (laughs) So honestly, I kind of got it and I I called my mom and I was like, hey, listen, um, there's something in my pants and then she was like okay cool there are pads at this place and I put it in my pants and I moved on Mm -hmm. um but the first time I found out about periods (laughs) I was like nine eight and I had this older cousin hi Nina (laughs) and we were oh I know Nina you do know Nina I do know Nina we were sitting in um the living room at my house and I remember it so vividly because I remember the whole time I was like what are you telling me right now what is going on (laughs) (laughs) yeah and she we were just talking and she said that her stomach was hurting. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, do you want me to get you medicine? And she was like, I don't need medicine. I'm on my period. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about? And she made me promise not to tell my mom. 
<laughs> that she had told me. But she then break, broke down exactly what a period is, that once a month, women shed their uterus lining. I didn't know what a uterus was. She told me what a uterus was. <laughs> yeah. um, told me that it meant, meant you bled from your vagina. Mm-hmm. And I was like, get out of town. <laughs> It's I was, insane. I was like, you what? Are you lying to me? Is this a prank? <laughs> For the next I asked 40 her. years? I asked her. I was like, are you kidding right now? Like, this isn't fair. This isn't yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, because the whole time she was like whispering it to me. Oh, no, there is something interesting about one time I got my period pretty early on. Um, and I, God knows why. God knows why. I thought that I, was, I didn't have pads. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know a lot about periods because, like I said, it was pretty early on. So what I did was I took a wad of toilet paper no, and I put it in my underwear. Because no. I got it at school and I was like, I can't right now. But and that's a useful life hack. I will say that. For lies. a short, lies. For a short, yeah, amount, for a short of amount of time. For a short amount of time, it was fine. <laughs> then I went to history class. No. No, no it was geography. <laughs> I went to geography class. Sat down. Sneezed. <laughs> my period sneeze will get you. <laughs> sneeze. Yeah. And I looked down, and the front of my skirt was covered in blood. No. Panicked. Yeah. So I ver- I leaned back. I leaned over, so I was, like, on my desk. Yeah. And I looked over to my friend, and I said, I need you now. And <laughs> <laughs> luckily, my geography teacher was also a sex ed teacher. Why that is, I'll never know. But um, I literally was like, hey, I have my period. I'm covered in blood right now. Please help me. Yeah. And she... This woman was an angel. Um, <laughs> she had my friend like hug the front of me and like have me hug like her back, like we were just like walking like friends, and walk me to the bathroom and like Aww. she like I got into my PE clothes and I like changed and I put on a pad. But ooh, that, that links was... to something I want to talk about. Like, yes, feminine community. Yeah. Oh my God, you don't know how many times a girl has done me a solid just because she's a yeah. girl and she knows. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We took a bus trip to Zanzibar recently, and one of my... its a, Mind you, it was a 14-hour bus trip. And on hour two, maybe, <laughs> one of my friends gets her period. But because it's a bus trip, like, the, all of the suitcases are locked yeah, away. Yeah. And her, the suitcase is where we all put our pads. Yeah. And we went to every female on this bus saying, yo, listen, please help us. Yeah. Like, a tampon, a pad, just something. Because she was yeah. wearing white pants. Yeah. Like, oh, no. It was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. And every single one of them gave us the same like we don't have any mm-hmm. because they're in the suitcases however it was like oh my god i'm so sorry i don't have any maybe that person will have some mm-hmm. oh i'm so sorry maybe you can get some from this place yeah oh i'm so sorry yeah. like you know the, there was that sense they of community understand. every time yeah and like one of them even was like i don't have a pad but i have a painkiller for cramps are gonna get bad Aww. and i was like darling i was like wow that's so look sweet. at this i know yeah. and like that sense of female camaraderie and connection mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it's i honestly have to say it plays such a huge part yeah. into me being a female and yeah. me connecting to my definitely, femininity definitely. and like that positive <clears throat> look at it and that positive idea of community and like mm-hmm. yeah it sucks but we're going through this all together mm-hmm. you know and like i said you talked about femphobia yeah um which yeah. there's an article in the resource bank um called fem theory um so interesting honestly mm-hmm. it's a great read mm-hmm. but it basically breaks down this idea of femphobia and how it plays into how women in society are seen and i think there's also an article on femphobia but femphobia is essentially the fear or dislike of yeah. being connected to femininity mm-hmm. or being feminine and this is in a lot of different ways it's yeah. ew periods mm-hmm. it's oh why are you acting like a girl do it mm-hmm. it's um that idea of bring back manly men being mm-hmm. in a skirt being associated with femininity is mm-hmm. automatically being associated with being weak yeah yeah you know yeah. and all of that comes under this femphobia idea oh but you know what else i want to talk about <laughs> you know how you just said women are so weak that idea is yeah. the complete opposite let me tell you boys let me tell you boys not about even what our body any misogynist <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i forget that we do that too why do we i know do i know <laughs> let me tell you guys our bodies, yeah. The stuff that our bodies do and are capable of. <sighs> I know. I know. For a week, every month, my vagina bleeds. For the next, like, 40 Continuously. Years. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to accompany this, I have period poops. Which is <laughs> Not fun. Basically, water coming out of your butthole. <laughs> can we post and it's this like on the internet? Chunky and... <laughs> Have, no, yes, yes, we can. Think about her shit. Think about my poop. <laughs> <laughs> your stomach hurts. You're crazy emotional. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you still have to go around and walk around like you're absolutely fine. I know. Not only that, 
we poop human beings out of our vagina. Do you know how small the vagina is? It stretches 10 centimeters. I'm going to put a TikTok in the research bag. <laughs> Just to demonstrate oh how my God, wide, I know the one you're talking about. how wide the a cervix really has to dilate. The... Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's scary. It's traumatizing. It's scary. It's traumatizing. <laughs> it's traumatizing. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying pemphobia. Yes. So, um, and I read this article, and I think it's a quote, um, but it's that femininity is the aesthetic of subordination. <laughs> and. That kind of blew my mind because I was like, no, that's not true. Femininity is so much more than that. Yeah. But a lot of society's ideals of femininity yeah. and the way that they push it upon us and that idea of femphobia mm-hmm. 100% plays into the aesthetic of subordination. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't even women or men, you don't want to be too girly girl. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be too feminine. You don't want to be associated with being too effeminate. Mm-hmm. And through that, you know, you end up distancing yourself from it. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to be like that. You want to be one of the guys. Yeah. You know, girls are too much drama. I hang out with boys. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not like other girls. And, yeah. like, it, like, it kind of screws with everything. It's a really toxic approach to femininity. Yes. Yeah. Because it's the complete opposite of toxicity. Yeah. You know, it's, it's bringing life. It is bringing beauty, you mm-hmm. know. And the fact that we, as a society... Have completely like flipped, yeah, you know? that idea, yeah, and, like to the point that it's so crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It's lunacy in my mind. Yeah, like it's the lunacy. way society views it women really is lunacy to myself is so confusing. Mm-hmm. But then I think about like the women that I actually know and the little society that I have of yeah. women, and it's so contrasting because mm-hmm. like as a whole, it's what you said toxic yeah. femininity mm-hmm. but then you know on like a smaller scale it's yeah. so it's so enriching yeah. yeah and i think talking about that idea of femphobia mm-hmm. and like you said toxic femininity mm-hmm. i fell down a rabbit hole <laughs> because the idea of toxic femininity um and it's not used that often because we talk about toxic masculinity which also mm-hmm. has its place and we are going to talk about masculinity later but i think with this thing i wanted to talk about Toxic femininity and divine femininity mm-hmm. and the complete contrast. Mm-hmm. Toxic femininity is, um, whenever I looked it up, it was the idea of women giving away their agency, you know, their right to choose. Yeah. And it essentially says, and it, this is a direct quote from a website, from an uh, article I read, that it turns women into compulsive caregivers mm-hmm. to make up for the fact that it's turned men into unfeeling um, providers. Yeah, yeah. And so toxic femininity is us having to make up for everything that toxic masculinity takes from a man. Mm-hmm. And vice and versa, that, or no? Kind of, I think. Because it's kind of that idea that, for example, women are supposed to be dainty. Yeah. We are supposed to be small. Mm-hmm. Men, so that men can protect us. Yeah, yeah. And it's that constant pushing of that idea. I'm 5'8". Mm-hmm. I'm not skinny. <laughs> I... She doesn't need protecting. I don't need protecting. She can protect I'm okay. I'm good. (laughs) I would like protecting because I am an UCO. However, I don't need it. (laughs) Define that for them, please. (laughs) I'm um, scared of everything. (laughs) Everything, everything, everything. That's also anxiety, though. Yeah, that's also anxiety, but yeah. And... But yeah, that idea of toxic femininity is playing up all of these like traditional feminine traits to the point that it does harm to women. Mm-hmm. When you are pushing the idea that women have to be the, the nurturers, the maternal people, the yeah. carers, they lose the ability to take full care of themselves mm-hmm. and to put themselves first. Mm-hmm. And because of that, women suffer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's that kind of whole idea of toxic femininity. It mm-hmm. becomes toxic to us mm-hmm. because these are the only ideals we have and relating them to femininity. Mm-hmm. And then you relate femininity with being something negative and then femphobia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like it's, yeah. This butterfly effect. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, yeah, honestly, like, oh, also when I looked into it, Mm -hmm. super interesting. Um, you know how, uh, men call women naggy Mm -hmm. or men call women over emotional Mm -hmm. also comes under toxic femininity. It's that constant, like seeing femininity as something negative and associating it and pushing that kind of idea. So toxic femininity isn't necessarily only for women. It isn't. No. Okay. The same way toxic masculinity is only for men. Yeah. You know, it kind of has that ripple effect out 
mm-hmm. to society in larger yeah. images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and larger, sorry, uh, larger... Um, She's thinking of the word. Give her a second. Context. <laughs> Communities? You know what I mean. Same difference. <laughs> but... I just thought that that was super interesting because mm-hmm, I really I is. never thought about toxic femininity. Yeah, I can't yeah. Lie. <laughs> I never really did, but also so many of those things apply to me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like that whole the idea of like being thinking negatively of being associated with the girls or be mm-hmm. you know or being too girly. Yeah, yeah. And like it isn't bad. It really it isn't. It really isn't bad. Like if you want to express yourself as a girly girl, mm-hmm. go ahead. Just because there is a societal pressure for you to not be like other girls, you know. Mm-hmm. Fuck society. I feel like I'm going to say this in every episode. <laughs> it's uh, it's so frustrating. Also, the fact that it's a patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. you know, And like, that in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. It's to, you know, by women. Mm-hmm. Or shish women. Yeah. You know, um, and like also, it kind of impacts your relationships. Mm-hmm. And like how mm-hmm. healthy your relationships can mm-hmm. be, yeah. Um, because there's that idea of like, uh, sorry, give me five seconds. Oh, anyway, <laughs> but a lot of the time it ends up with women taking more than they should be taking. Yeah, emotionally, mm-hmm. because that's what society thinks mm-hmm. women should be doing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it wears down on you because like, as the woman, you're supposed to be, you know, the nurturer. You're supposed to be the patient one. You're supposed yeah. to be the kind one. Yeah. And, like, feminine rage to me Ooh. is Let's talk about so amazing. Feminine rage. But it's so silenced. Yes. It's That's so the thing. silenced. Yeah. Women can't be angry. What? Otherwise, they're just hormonal. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And when a guy punches... A wall. <laughs> it's just because he's angry. It just happens. Yeah. But, like, we can't even be angry. And, like... To this Ooh. day, even I fall into this trap. I apologize when I get angry. Another thing, I'm I'd like, like, oh, to I'm sorry, talk. I'm upset. I know, yeah. <laughs> the constant apologizing that, oh my god, <laughs> it's I'm so annoying. So dumb. I like ugh. the way women feel the need to apologize for literally taking up space. Mm-hmm. It's so absurd. Have you ever seen that thing online? It was going around when I was younger, and I tried it. Actually, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, when a man is walking towards you, mm-hmm. when a man is walking towards a woman, the man will automatically assume the woman is going to move. Mm-hmm. And the woman does a lot of the Ooh. time, and it's a subconscious cue. It's not something that's taught. We're not saying yeah. that you know screw men because yeah, they all I, do this. I heard about but that. it's a large thing that happens, and I tried it. Same, same. Wow. I know. I know. Wow, men, you guys, wow. <laughs> I'd I love know. to give that a go, because they walked right into me. I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, you just assumed that I was gonna be the one to move. That's kind of. That's rude. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But then also, you know that weird situation where you both move to the right, same side? And it's like yeah, and I'm not saying every guy walked right into me. I'm not saying that every one of them was like, oh, you woman, you small. Ah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them did. Some of them were like, oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. You know, mm-hmm. But a lot of them just assumed that I was going no, to. No, but it's about that subconscious, like... Yeah, exactly. Thought, you know. That subconscious assumption. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, I wanted to talk about earlier how, like women of color and their anger oh my god oh my god i know being black yeah being a black woman mm-hmm. and feeling anger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have to care about everybody else i know <laughs> i have to care about everybody else when i get angry because when black women get angry it's dangerous i know you know <laughs> and what what is that about what Please is that me. about <laughs> i don't know like i don't know because like feminine rage in general is very taboo but feminine rage from um, girls of color, mm. and obviously we can only speak about the black experience. Yeah, yeah. But I will say that, I first of all, I'm assumed to be the most angry. Mm-hmm. I'm assumed to have the most rage. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it takes a lot. Well, it used to take a lot to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've done a lot of growing. <laughs> um, but also, I think the fact that you became more unapologetic for your feelings, you know? Yeah, that also played into the fact that, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I get angry, you know? But I was always assumed to be the angriest because mm-hmm. I was black. Yeah. You know? And it's fun. I can't lie. I did sometimes play into the stereotype. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, I'll do it, you know? I'm scary or whatever. But it's also really damaging to have that 
stuck on you from such a young age. Yeah, that's very true. You know, because I was always told them, or my anger was always portrayed to be a dangerous, volatile thing, mm-hmm. which now fair point. But then no, <laughs> <laughs> now fair. I'll allow that. But then it wasn't true at all, and I was just being stuck with it and so scared to get angry because I was so scared that I was gonna prove them right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that might have been a large part as why it took it used to take so much to get me angry mm-hmm. or so much to really yeah. piss me off. Yeah. You know, because I think it's also the fact that um women are told you're not necessarily feeling this because you're feeling it, it's because you're hormonal or <laughs> you know, hysteria. Hysteria yeah. has a really interesting It has okay. such a fascinating history. Yeah. Um, I'm a word nerd <laughs> um, in general. I like to know where word, the etymology of words, which is just where they come from, um, and their root. Like the other day I looked up like blend. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to know. But um, hysteria is one of the words that got me into that because hysteria comes from the Latin word um, hyster, I believe, which means uterus. And um, the theory was Romans, yeah, that the reason that sometimes women got emotional or whatever is because their uterus would wander around their body (laughs) (laughs) and make them feel weird stuff. That's so fascinating. And so that was what hysteria was about. Somebody's asking, acting weird and wild, and it was directly connected to the word uterus. And so now, even now, when you talk about hysteria, which is so much more than just that, it's any strong, like really strong emotions. You can be hysterical for many different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, It's still associated very heavenly? Heavily. Heavily. (laughs) God. It's that one Episode one. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Heavily with, oh yeah, you know, women are hysterical. Mm -hmm. Women are over emotional here's a question though when have when have you ever experienced either in real life on media someone calling a man hysterical the silence is astounding (laughs) (laughs) it's also men get angry men get emotional Mm -hmm. like in sports the example I can think of in sports we know recently when Serena Williams was playing um, I think she was playing a she was, yeah, she was playing a match, and she got angry about the scoring or and many different reasons, and she threw her racket. Mm-hmm. She was crucified online for it. She was mm-hmm. crucified at the game for it. When, I think it was Roger Federer, I could be wrong, though, he had done the same thing. He got upset at the mm-hmm. match and the scoring, and he threw his tennis racket. Yeah. And when it was Serena Williams, everyone called her hysterical and over-emotional. Mm-hmm. But when Big Man threw his tennis racket, they were like, oh, yeah, well, he was frustrated. It happened. It's so, this double standard is so annoying Can to me. Can you please get serious? It's, you know, it's so crazy because it's even ingrained into the language we use. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, That's the passive and active language. Like, you say something happened to her, not this person did this to her. Uh-huh. No, no, no. That's wrong. No, that's not passive and active. That's I know. Passes. I know. I know. <laughs> um, something was done to her, not her doing something. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'll find the example. Okay. You, you know, take your time for that. <laughs> but on the flip side of the toxic femininity idea, divine femininity mm-hmm. and hot take, divine masculinity. Yes. And how that plays into no, but the your thing is, it goes hand in hand. Honestly, you can't have divine I truly masculinity without divine. It's so important to have femininity. that balance. Yeah, you know, and that like genuinely two-sided coin of being feminine. Yeah, you yeah. know, I don't think it's even about being feminine. It's just about being a person and having these two dual aspects be present in your being. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. Um, because sure. There are times where you will have to be kind and gentle, but there are other gonna, there are going to be other times where you have to be loud and assertive. Yeah, you know. And like classically, those are the ideas associated with masculinity and femininity. And like I had done research, which is why I couldn't go quiet because I was reading it. Um, but every place that I looked at, it talked about the importance of balance mm-hmm. within an individual yeah. of your masculinity and your femininity. Yeah, and because um, they exist sort of as a balance to each other. Mm-hmm. Because the idea of masculinity is that idea of assertiveness, aggressiveness, mm-hmm. you know, etc. And of femininity is that idea of docileness, you know, calmness. Mm-hmm. And they balance each other out. Yeah. Masculinity is aggressive. Femininity is not. Mm-hmm. You know, femininity is caring. Masculinity is not. And that's why you kind of need it to go hand in hand because yeah. you need all of these facets in your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Like, you just do. And so, like, 
that idea of like femphobia is so damaging because yeah. then a lot of men are going around unable to connect to their femininity or a lot of yeah. women are going around scared of their femininity mm-hmm. and not truly being able to think about both and balancing them. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And that femininity, masculinity, and it's importance because too much of anything is bad. And um, as much as I love femininity and being mm-hmm. feminine, mm-hmm. I have to understand that without masculinity, I would be screwed. I would, you know, my femininity would be such a toxic place for me to be. Yeah. And that's why I kind of appreciate that idea of balancing Mm -hmm. femininity and masculinity, especially in the sacred femininity, sacred masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are both sacred. They are both really important. Um, And you do need to, you know, pay attention to that. Uh, Also, something that I thought was kind of interesting when I was researching Mm -hmm. was um, looking into purely sacred femininity. Yeah. Um, And a lot of it, which is really cool, is about your connection to um, nature, yeah, self love, yeah, um, understanding, mm-hmm. and feeling and accepting emotions, yeah, which is super duper important, mm-hmm. and um, that idea associ- is associated with weakness. Hmm. <laughs> not in my book. <laughs> no, I know, not to not yeah. to me, but society wise, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. associated with weakness, having and feeling and accepting your emotions so openly, yeah, and. But when you look at, like, sacred femininity and femininity, that's seen as your power, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, sacred femininity is associated with um, goddesses, deities, and yeah. something really cool, the Holy Mother. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Um, and all of these ideas are connected with these powerful, like, you know, goddesses and deities being emotional, feeling your emotions, allowing your emotions to run their course. You know the way I see it, you know? Mm-hmm. People call Mother Nature for a reason. <laughs> you know, Period. she brings life mm-hmm. just the way that women do. Mm-hmm. And she flows, is fluid, is, everything happens for a reason. You know, um, what happens, happens. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like forcing anything. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah. It's so accepting. Mm-hmm. It's such a nurturing place to live in, femininity, mm-hmm. honestly. And, like, not even just for women, for everybody yeah, to get the chance to experience it. Like, yeah. it's so accepting to connect to your femininity because it's so much about nurture and love. Yeah. And that's why it's so heartbreaking that it's associated with weakness. Yes. And that's associated yeah. negatively. Because yeah. it's really not. It's the complete opposite. It's so much about you and your growth and taking care of you and those around you. Yeah. That it's wild people can even think to associate that I know who wouldn't want to live in a world full of love and and kindness kindness and caretaking yeah being open and kind Mm. I already said that (laughs) see that shared brain cell (laughs) that's what we're talking about I had it for a second and now she's stuck (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's so Mm -hmm. cool honestly look into your own femininity and how to connect with your own femininity actually and I I did do the research a while ago, so I really don't remember. But I think that there's an article in the Resource Bank about how to connect to your femininity Mm -hmm. um, in your everyday life and how to connect to your masculinity in your everyday life. And um, I thought that was really cool because I'd like to connect more to my masculinity in my everyday life. You know, that's something that I was thinking about. Because I consider myself a very feminine person, Mm -hmm. you know. Not only the way that I present myself, but also who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time where I did experiment a little bit. I wore more masculine clothes and cut my hair. Um, and that was such a like eye-opening experience mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, like, <clears throat> sorry. Of course. Like the way that you view things differently. Sure, I changed my clothes, but yeah. that almost had an influence on my thinking. Yeah. And, like, how society treats you. Because yeah. you're presenting yourself further away from feminine. Yeah. Femphobia. Fem theory. Please read that article. It's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's such a huge facet, mm-hmm. especially when you take into account societal pressures. Um, because the amount of things that aren't for girls in society is... You know... <laughs> the pink tax. Yes, I was just about to talk about that. The way people, like, commercialize female products. They're more expensive, too. I know. Like, oh, my God. They will convince you that you need every single thing to be a good woman, when in reality, you just need soap and water. 
No, but even like when you have like um, what? Uh, we have a friend, Nigel. He has a Nivea for men. Mm-hmm. Why? I know. I <laughs> like, know. Like it's a lip balm. I call it his misogynistic, because like it's also just like that idea that why would a man use a product made for women? I know. Why would you pick the one that says for women? Why do men have to associate themselves with women? Yeah. Because it's Nivea. And then there's Nivea for women. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And now there's also Nivea for men. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Why not just have Nivea? Exactly. Because from my understanding, it's the same thing. It's just... Capitalism! <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism is the problem. Next episode, we talk to um, Maria about dangerous influencers. And she says that every problem in society can be traced back into capitalism, the patriarchy, or colonialism. And I believe that. <laughs> Prove us wrong, please. I dare you. I know, you. please. Like, get, <laughs> do something. I'd love to see how somebody else is going to see this. Yeah. Anyway, back to the pink tax. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that it's crazy how... Because, like, pink tax isn't even just, like, the fact that things are pink. It's about the fact that they're more expensive. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that we are women causes mm-hmm. us to lose more money than I know. Men. When we're not and even we're not even paid. making enough money. <laughs> It's just everything associated with being female or your femininity is, like, demonized or penalized or yeah, yeah. whatever for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And that's so ridiculous and dumb. And, like, I... Sorry, I, like, this is what I mean by I keep going because I have another thing to say. Um, in the Resource Bank, there is an article on Madame X, um, which is a very famous painting, which yeah. um, my roommate Rosa told me about. Um, it's really cool. So this guy painted a woman, very beautiful classic French woman, and... Mm-hmm. In the painting, her the sleeve of her dress, like the strap, yeah. was leaning. It yeah. wasn't on her shoulder. Yeah. It was like down. Oh, gosh, no. Everybody called her everything. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, she was flirty. She was, you know, she was suggesting something, which is out of the question for the time period the piece, piece was painted in. Mm-hmm. And it got so bad that her mother paid the painter to paint over the painting. Mm-hmm. And put it so that A, she had a strap on, mm-hmm. and B, she had a wedding ring on her finger. <laughs> to be wow. like, she is so not chast <laughs> that we're gonna make her chast, 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 chast. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, like she's gonna be everything that mm-hmm. people are saying that she isn't. Mm-hmm. And like, that made me so sad because if you see like what the original, like the rendered one is, mm-hmm. there's something so beautifully feminine about this, the way it's very casually. Yeah, falls off the side yeah. of it. And yeah. like, which my point was bringing this painting up was the disassociation to classic femininity. Mm-hmm. You know, that idea of liking pink, wearing yeah. dresses, doing yes, this yes. and this and this yeah. is so bad. Mm-hmm. And it comes under femphobia, obviously. But yeah. the classic isn't always bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not, it isn't necessarily negatively associated to like pink. It doesn't make you a bad feminist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And connecting to your femininity in the classic or stereotypical sense isn't negative. Yeah. It's just the way that you are choosing to connect with your femininity. Exactly. And, and that's, that's totally fine. That's for everyone. Yes. Any feminine presenting person. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's just... Your femininity is so deeply personal to you mm-hmm. that you can express it however you so wish and however you so like to. Because it is you. It's your you, femininity. Your femininity. Holy your body. Crap. Your being. Who'd have thunk I know. that you would have control over your <laughs> femininity? <laughs> um, you know, you talking about that actually made me think about like how far we've come as a society. Oh, wow. Because. Yeah. The Don't fact get us wrong. That her a lot strap to go. falling over. <laughs> Caused an uproar, and it now was... we're here wearing tank tops, yeah. having our belly buttons out. You know, <laughs> half of my leg is out. <laughs> it, it both like show makes me so grateful for how far we've come, mm-hmm. but it's like being present in our society now also makes you realize how far we have to go. You know, a hundred yeah. thousand percent. Like I think it's also that idea of like. Because you're right. Like, right now, we are in a very lucky position. Like, me and you are both in tank tops right now, you know? Yeah. And nobody has said anything weird. But yeah. there's also still that still that connotation of, like, she was raped. Oh, what was she wearing? Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dude, was she flirting? Was yeah. she drinking? Yeah. You know? There and, was one case. Oh, God. <sighs> it's going to make me really angry. <laughs> the uh-huh. court dismissed a woman's case. I know this one. Because she was wearing lingerie. suggestive underwear. Yes. And they brought out the lingerie as yeah. um, a piece of evidence. 
As if that's in any way a piece of evidence. Let's start, first of all, yeah. Sexy underwear is for me. For me and me only. <laughs> and if it's for you, happy days. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. Lucky you. And second of all, just because I was planning to have sex with you or I wore underwear thinking I was going to have sex with you does not mean that me saying no afterwards mm-hmm. was in any way shape or form not valid. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. I like know. that idea about sexual assault and rape culture in general. Rape culture. Oh god, I wish we could do a whole episode of rape culture and sexual assault because it's so extensive and so much of it is linked so deeply into that having power over women. Yeah, yeah. You know, rape isn't about rape. It isn't about sex. It's about power. If yeah. you hit somebody with a shovel, you wouldn't call it gardening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know? And um, I don't know where I read that, but it was really profound to me. But just all the negative association connotations that come with femininity and being yeah. called female. And I love it, though. It's I so know. great. It's, just, it's the saddest thing because I love being a woman. Mm-hmm. I love being feminine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like society doesn't accept that to the extent that I do mm-hmm. and yeah. it doesn't give me the space to be comfortable in my true authentic feminine self or even women in general you know yeah and that's the saddest part honestly that we don't have a space to be ourselves yeah honestly that it's so stigmatized that idea of femininity that it impacts how you connect with your femininity and how you value it mm-hmm. and what you choose to see in it mm-hmm. and it's it's so sad. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Because femininity is so... Oh, wow. People Look. are shouting. <laughs> Don't know if you heard that, but people are shouting outside. Wowza. Somebody is... <laughs> you know the purpose of a silent room? Is that <laughs> <laughs> <Is that> silent? <laughs> Anyways. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, no, yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. That... Things like femphobia and toxic femininity put such a negative twist on something that isn't even necessarily negative. Yeah. In fact, it's so overwhelmingly positive. Where would we be without women is my question. We wouldn't. To the people who see women as weak or see women as, you know, the underdog. Or just for sex. I know. Where would you be without a woman? Every single person on this planet came out of a woman. And that's just the beginning of it. Okay. How many I rephrase that. I rephrase that. I rephrase that. Came out that. of a vagina. Came out of a v- vagina. Or a uterus, technically. Some of you were C-section babies. That's fair. Some of you were removed. <laughs> but all of that, mm-hmm. where would we be without them? And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. You came out of a uterus. However, how many daily things you use are there because of women? Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, I don't remember which one it was. If it was, like... I don't Wasn't Bluetooth, it was. Bluetooth invented by a woman? It, yeah, honestly. Yeah. If you're listening to the AirPods, huh? Rosalind Franklin. <laughs> DNA. Um, but there was also... A th- no, but also not even just like in the fact that they invented it, but there was... It might have been gloves or a hairnet or something. It was a protective kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he, this guy invented it for his wife because she was doing work that mm, required it mm-hmm. and it was doing like her some kind of damage. Yeah, and yeah. so he made an invention to fix it. Woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, you know, the people who you're around, that teacher who helps you understand that math question, that helped you understand that test. Woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And just for you to turn around and just say that everything we do is so insignificant confuses it's a, me greatly. It's such a kick in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> it like, really, truly is. Especially when, like, the idea of toxic femininity, coming back to that again. Yeah. Um, you made us your caregivers. You made us emotional because you weren't. And now you're going to crew scrutinize and criticize and I know. Yeah. look down on us for that yeah can you get serious <laughs> please <laughs> can you reflect <laughs> but it's so yeah like that was my whole idea as well like mm-hmm. it's so damaging mm-hmm. and upsetting yeah that that's what's going on now yeah because we deserve better you know what i also wanted to talk about tell me femicide Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why do. Here's my question, yeah. And I'm not. Okay, I am generalizing a little bit here, but I understand that there are exceptions to the case. Why do men like killing women so much? <laughs> I don't know. Why is that? Like, what I is don't that? Know. I really don't. <laughs> if I have an answer, I'll get back to you. I really don't understand. It's not like I have. Okay. Take that back. I take that back. What? I can't. 
It's not like I don't have the urge to kill men. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. But if I don't anyone, do it. That's if, the point. If anyone has a reason to want to kill the other gender, it's us. <laughs> you know, it makes me think of the quote, um, we're lucky we're fighting for equality and not revenge. Yes. And that was said in, in connection to the Black Lives Matter protests, but it's so yeah. important still. Yeah. Like, they're so lucky minorities are pushing for equality and to be treated I right know. and not to get you back. I know, I know. Because, wow, men... Lobotomies? Can we talk about lobotomies and how, like, men would just send their wives to lobotomies because they didn't like what I they were know. saying? What? I know. What? That was ab- That was insane. <laughs> <laughs> and it was legal! That's the craziest part. That's the crazy... It's systematic. It's systematic. It's- like, the idea of the patriarchy. Yeah. Because... They really, like, hate us. Mm-hmm. And because the idea of masculinity is dealt with so aggressively and women are seen as so weak, it's that perfect storm. It really is. It re- yeah. It's a perfect storm. Yeah. If you're told you're aggressive, you're dominant, you are the stronger person, and this person is weak and small and not as much value as you are. I, I'm not going to say I get it. <laughs> But, but it, it I justifies see it. it. Yeah. yeah, I see why people see that. And they're like, yeah. okay, yeah, you know, and like, also, it's you know, to the idea of toxic femininity and femicide. Um, I wish I knew more about this, honestly. Um, but I read Ruby Core. Um, oh, beautiful poetry, her. beautiful poetry, stunning. And um, one of the things that she gets very candid about in either Milk and Honey or The Sun and Her Flowers is infanticide. Um, female infanticide in um. Asia, mainly. Mm -hmm. Um, India and China, it's a really big issue. Where women would get pregnant if they found out their daughter was a girl, they'd abort. Or women would get pregnant, and if they give birth to a daughter, they'd kill the baby afterwards. And that, just that, because that idea of the male, the provider, was so much more appealing Mm -hmm. than having the woman the nurturer. Mm -hmm. And people, women everywhere, lose their lives I know. because of the yeah. idea that they're associated with that isn't even necessarily negative. I know. People are dying. You know, people are, are raped. People are beaten. Mm-hmm. Just for being associated with yeah. femininity. And yeah. even, like, um, gay bashing. Yes. Like, yeah. hate crimes like that. Like, yeah. specifically when it comes to men, it's because they're seen as weak because they're effeminate. Mm-hmm. I know. What? I know. What? It doesn't make sense. You know, God forbid a guy wears a skirt. Or God forbid a guy paints his nails. Because he's no longer associated with being masculine and being strong. Yeah. Yeah. And that gives you every right to commit violent acts against them. It doesn't, by the way. It doesn't. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Um, but yeah, like, femicide, violence against women, is so much more what's the word perpetuated Mm -hmm. by the idea that either a being feminine is negative Mm -hmm. or b being feminine means you're weak and why can't somebody take advantage of that yeah and that's ridiculous yeah it's that thinking like why can't you take advantage of that if if you're already so weak and exactly exactly and it feeds into it because the patriarchy itself is built on making women subordinate to men Mm -hmm. and so much of our values come from the patriarchy well we still live in a patriarchal society Mm -hmm. yeah and so that basically our entire society is built on women being subordinate to men. Yeah. And that women are supposed to be subordinate to men. And that women are supposed to be docile. Mm-hmm. And women are supposed to be weaker. Mm-hmm. And supposed to be quiet. Yeah. And it also gives men that thing of like, if they're supposed to be like this and they're not, there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Because society is telling me they're supposed to be like this. Mm-hmm. Which is why, you know, men hate feminists or whatever. Yeah. Because we're not the way... Se- I also have gotten a lot more heated than I planned to get this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's... Totally fair. Yeah. Completely and truly. We have been done wrong throughout history. Throughout history. And it continues to happen. And it's also that entitlement. I know. That they have to do us wrong. Yeah. It's not fair. It's really not. It's really not fair. Women are people. (laughs) Just as men are people. Exactly. Um, yeah. And like... I don't know, I guess trying to come back to the episode topic as a whole because we did just get into how shitty it is for women and men, but don't regret your femininity. Yeah. I ran a workshop. A workshop. A workshop. A (laughs) workshop. Where we played this game about whether how much you agree or disagree with the question. And one Mm -hmm. of them was, I feel negatively about being a woman. Mm -hmm. And I realized that 
sometimes I did. Yeah. Sometimes I disliked being feminine or being yeah. a woman because it meant that guys thought they could touch me mm-hmm. or guys can say whatever they want to me. Yeah. Or I was associated with being weak. Yeah. You know, or this was different for me or this was different for me. And that's so valid. Honestly, like society has given you such a shit hand with being female and yeah. being feminine. But also you can do building on your own. Yeah. You know? And you know, this change starts with us. Yeah, exactly. Like, I genuinely do hope that I change even one person's mind. And that's why we want it. Like, like we love this yeah. podcast so much. Because, like, stuff like this, yeah, we're talking about it. Maybe one person's going to listen to this podcast. But then they're thinking about it. Yeah. And they mention it to a friend. And, and that friend mentions, mentions it to other friends. Yeah. And people are talking about something they weren't talking about before. Yeah. Because two teenage girls decided to get on a microphone and make everybody listen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's so, that's really cool to me. The power of what we're doing here. Yeah. How um, just talking about things can change so much. Yeah. It's also about empowering other people. Yeah. To use their voices and critically, you know, Mm -hmm. open conversations difficult conversations <laughs> always yeah they are going to be difficult but it's okay you know and that's the importance of it yeah um so is there anything else you wanted to cover i think we covered it i think we well we'll probably do much as we could two. we're probably yeah. gonna do a part two <laughs> next season yeah next season probably a part yeah. two because there's a lot that we didn't touch upon and yeah honestly we'd love to hear what you guys think we should talk about um as always, and this is going to be a very big norm throughout the episodes, please leave us any opinions or thoughts you have. DM yeah. them to us. Comment we them. We want to know what you think. It's a conversation for a reason. Exactly. You know, talk to us and we'll more than likely talk back. Um, our Instagram is at readyornot underscore podcast underscore. Um, you can DM us there. You can DM our private accounts. are also on that Instagram. Yeah. We want to talk to you guys and we want to know what you guys think. And um, if you have something you'd like us, that you guys have yeah, to contribute, exactly. And yeah. we'd love to know what we miss and what yeah. we have going because we're not assuming that we know everything. We <laughs> don't know we, anything. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. I just I have nice English, <laughs> so it sounds like I know a lot. <laughs> um, but this is what we do know. We've shared, yes, for the most part. Um, we hope we gave you the tools to share yeah. your own experiences. Yeah. Um, we uh because we have been thinking about this for long we have a very cute um end line queued up um mm-hmm. so you're gonna really enjoj this one all right top notch here we go be, be kind, kind think, think wisely and always be willing, willing to, listen. to listen thank you we love you bye come back next week oh wow <laughs> oh they're still coming oh okay i love that that's gonna be the first thing they hear of us <laughs> I know. It's really That was like impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I appreciate that. Hey now. Wow. That's up? a talent. Thank I'm you. Femi- on the femininity episode. Yeah, breaking stereotypes. Breaking stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs>